0: Thank you very much for being here. I'm More than grateful for being able to share this first shot, this first space. Um, While more attendees come here, I just want to thank all of the guys that have, and and the girls that have been accepted this space. I know it's not easy conversation. um, And what I'm trying out here is to try a different method. So in my short journey in Web3 and, And through my life, I come from a Colombian family where where I'm very highly influenced by my mom, who's like medicine leader. And she's always talking to me about how difficult it was for her through her journey. Um, And in Web3, which is totally different in means of the industry, I found similar feelings within the women. Um, And then I started talking to, to more men and to observe them when some of them would actually go to to women in web3 panels and webinars and sessions and and see how they were interacting with the conversation how much were they paying attention to it with an with a judge less heart just wanting to understand a little bit more of 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 the why and when i started here around april i wrote one piece that about 84% back then, I don't know right now, but 84% in April of the NFT marketplace were were men. And what that talked to me was not like a inequality, was like, whoa, if I reach out, that is 4% of people indistinct of their gender, but of people in a way that they get to listen to me or some of them, I can actually power up a little bit more the gender gap to close it. Um, here, I've felt something that I've never felt before with women's support, which is beautiful. It's completely career-less. It doesn't matter where we are in our career. They really want to help each other. There's Dallas coming around, helping women raise their business and raise funds. There's amazing, talented women with tons of knowledge wanting to Talk to people that are just beginning their journey, like me, to teach them how to grow within what we want to do and create impact. And that's why, and I've read about this as well. And actually, the first time I've heard of this was in a podcast of Lavinia Desburn in Women's in Blockchain talks that she was saying that in in blockchain and crypto world, women are rising faster than in any other industry. And that is just hope. So if we're racing faster with how we are actually helping each other in a women-to-women way, imagine if with these short conversations and in a more connected way with men, how fast could we go in closing the gap because we're talking an idiom that we both can understand. Um, so that's my main purpose. Welcome to, to the people that have been Uh, Here, my name is Daniela Simrolano. I've been two months in Web3 space, but I'm trying to create positive impact from wherever I can and as best as I can. So I brought up these amazing people with great knowledge, great hearts, and all of them really people first-minded to support this talk. Um, So I want you guys to introduce yourselves. I'll go ahead one by one how I see you guys in my screen. Um, So I'll start with the amazing Sherad. I brought him here because he always powers up women he I had never heard him talk with his own voice, he always gives us the talk and he was the first person to actually interview me and want to know who I was so thank you for that and now it's your turn to fade amazing conversation.
1: Thank you Daniela um, I want you to know that i'm a big fan of yours and um, yeah so folks i've been uh, in the web space for the last 26 years. Um, actually makes me one of the oldest people in the room, I guess. Uh, So I'm a web one guy, uh, started the first digital agency back in 1996 in Dubai. And then uh, as technology moved, got into web two space and now pivoted totally to web three. Um, I've been in the space for the last six months, and I've been hosting a lot of webinars on our platform called onlywebinars.com. And it's been an amazing ride thus far. In the last six months in this Web3 space, I have met the best people in my life during these last six months. And I mean it because I've met open-hearted people who want to collaborate, who want to uh, make a difference and who treat Web3 as a mindset. Forget the definitions of Web3 Let's not talk about decentralization. Let's not talk about it being a level playing field. Let's not talk about DAOs. Let's cut all the jargon out. The bottom line is, Web3 is a mindset. And it is one in which we collaborate. We don't compete. Competition is not in our vocabulary. Collaboration is the key. We build communities. We spread positivity and we reach a larger audience. If we just keep it that simple, I think our message will resonate and we will all become impact entrepreneurs. So I'll pass it on uh, to the next person on the panel.
0: Thank you so much. And that is true. And that's also why I talk through values and through all these amazing possibilities that whichever place, industry or space we're at, works for a better and more empathic world. Thank you for that. It is mindset and it's powerful. Um, so, Jamie, you're next, welcome to the conversation.
2: Thank you so much, it's an absolute privilege to be here. Um, so a little bit about my background is I started off my career in youth work, so very non-Web3 related, um, where, and I can tell you now, youth workers didn't go into youth work because they were interested in STEM. Okay, one of the biggest barriers we're getting youth workers to deliver STEM subjects to young people—they often felt had the same barriers to participation as the young people that we were working with. So, um, what I did is I, I worked with some of the most marginalized young people in London, um, and then started working on the global STEM strategy for the UK. So, so that for anyone who doesn't know, that science, technology, engineering, and math, and trying to get young people who had faced the greatest adversities into a sect that uh, that is ring-fenced and exclusive um, and often did not work for the young people we were working with and quite often as part of that research and was how do we get more women into the stem sector in particular so what can we do to make sure that we can attract more women into roles where were the barriers that were being faced by the young people that we were working with particularly when we look at marginalization we, and the intersectional nature of it when we're looking at class we're looking at sex and we're looking at economic background how do they all tie in together Uh, So now I'm a social entrepreneur, I own three organizations that I set up. Uh, I set my first one the week before the global pandemic, which is always fun to set up your business just then. Um, But one of them works on metaverse architecture and events. So for me, a lot of what this conversation is about is making sure that we're not just appealing to those who are already able to most participate because progress isn't progress if it's just aimed at those who are uh, most able to participate. And every time the power of the web increases, we've got more opportunity to do things, but the gap widens between those who are participating and those who aren't. So, obviously, I'm trying to do my piece in trying to make sure that these new forms of inequality don't combine with our pre existing social inequalities by carrying over the differences to a virtual space.
0: Amazing. Very, very important about that. And I really encourage you all to share this conversation with whomever is not involved even in Web3 because this is about people first mindset. It's all I'll repeat again and again through different moments. Um, So now I have Aisha,
3: welcome. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks a lot. And first of all, it's yes, I remember our conversation and it was just magic. You know, sometimes you just connect with the ideas and that's what I felt uh, with you, Daniela. And, you know, just to kind of give you a bit of my background, it's always so hard to categorize what you're doing, but I would just say I'm a fusion tech artist. Um, working in uh, mixed mediums, I, I love creating hybrid environments and using different technologies like AR, artificial intelligence, and the real, real life, like physical making of costumes to kind of bring to life what's not possible or or what people to say that, oh, this is not possible. But in the process of doing all this technical costume designs, digital like self-expression, um, now translating to, to metaverse, obviously, because we are all talking about the virtual reality and identity. So that's another conversation but but what i really do is to kind of be inclusive of not just representation of women with men but then also um, you know t- doing it in a way that we we construct that dialogue more and more that it's not about the differences it's a, it's way beyond that so in any way you can do that uh, you know, visuals are are very strong. It always holds an impact and that's what I believe as an artist and, and through my art practice and you know, my art practice is just one part of who I am as a person, but yeah, that's, that's what I love doing. That's what I talk more about and that's how I express because sometimes I would just hide behind the camera and just let my art do the talking and I just believe in that more. Um, but yeah, like on the side I'm running two organizations now part of Meta Visionaries as a creative director. So we're working on, on all of these ideas uh, with regards to how humankind uh, will be in the space. So like visualizing that idea, how women, men, different cultures will exist in space. And there's an NFT collection that is going to depict that. So, so that's on, on its way. It's called Star Launch Collection. Um, other than that, I'm, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I work on wearable art designs with Oshi Brownie, an, init- an initiative um, that talks about the brown people and their representation in fashion in culture right so that is more towards that and and because i've always been interested in exploring the space from the angle of fashion and self-expression and i just don't see enough of the art uh, that can depict it so so through my uh, like designs through my um, through my fashion like equipment and like using ai the robotics and emotion mapping techniques i, I do that and yeah this is this
0: way way true what you say, all all aware that people will always remember what they see that made them feel something and how they felt about something even if they don't really remember what we said they will remember how we made them feel. So very important what you do, thank you very much. Christina your turn now, thank you for being here once again.
4: Thank you, uh, thanks Daniela and, and everybody here it's an honor. Um, I come from, uh, born and raised in Silicon Valley. I'm here in the heart of Santa Clara, California. Intel is about five minutes away, and Apple is about a 10 minute drive from my home. Um, I've been in technology just as old as Sherrod, <laughs> just a couple years behind, um, but I have been in 23 plus years um, from Web 1, Web 2, and now Web 3. And so, I began in the crypto space in 2015. Uh, This is my tenure at my past employer, PayPal, and that is a huge uh, global brand that we all know about. And so my team had introduced that uh, technology into the space um, and then they adopted it as well when I actually left PayPal about 2019, 2020. I am now a entrepreneur and strategist and advisor for Web3 Startups for Pre-Seed and Series A going into Series B. And so strategy and ops is all about building, building startups and business operations and business acumen. And so I do meet a lot of founders, especially women. Um, I'm part of a a group with Daniela um, that we are in a space of all-star women's. NFT and DAOs, and I've met incredible, incredible people as well, uh, as well as men in the space. So I've been connecting globally and I didn't realize how m- the magnitude, in Silicon Valley, you're just kind of like heads down and that's what we do. We're just heads down and we're kind of narrow-minded because that's technology has started where I am at right now. And I didn't realize the magnitude of the impact that Web3 has had on everybody around the world. And so where I'm interested in is in my mission and my crusade at the moment is introducing and leading a million Vietnamese people into the metaverse and Web3. This is an underrepresented and underserved community. And this is my background. Um, My parents were refugees. And so knowing that if they didn't escape from Vietnam they, I wouldn't be here basically. So that is near and dear to my heart. But um, not only do we want to talk about the gender gap and women and men, but we do want to talk about the underserved and underrepresented. And that is definitely a huge, huge part of what we need to do to make exposure and um, to play the game.
0: couldn't agree more. And that's one of the biggest whys I want to, start making some some steps over the girls club or boys club at people's club because there's these other huge things we can really join forces to help out in the world rather than talking about why women need this much support just like pump it up let's make it even and let's power up for other deeper deeper things happening out there in real life that we need both genders joined for in equality. So so thank you very much for saying that. G. Clay, welcome to be here.
5: Nice, thank you so much, Danielle. And thanks for bringing us all together. A lot of really interesting people from diverse backgrounds. So I'm sure this is going to be a great conversation. But my name is G. Clay Miller. I use he, him, and his pronouns. And I'm currently a partner at a firm called Penrose Partners. We are essentially a Web3 and crypto advisory firm. I've been in the crypto industry since about 2015 as well, uh, back when it was called crypto and then later blockchain and now Web3. And I will say this transition to Web3 with some of the new use cases that include NFTs and DAOs has been the most exciting transition to me because I think it's brought in people from very different diverse backgrounds that include non-financial and technical applications. And so I'm really happy to see that. But uh, at Penrose, we essentially help crypto startups find their first customers, find their first investment, enter new markets. Uh, we work with protocols, uh, top-tier protocols that include Near and Algorand. We do educational consulting for governments that include the Government of Canada and the Government of Bermuda, and we've got an awesome uh, portfolio of clients that you can check out on our website. But that's what I do professionally, and uh, what I do in my spare time is I'm a digital activist, which essentially just means I use modern technological tools to organize, grow, and mobilize communities around a certain effort, usually to impact some sort of societal change. And so a few examples of those that I've participated in in the last couple of years include raising a nonprofit that used digital ads to register voters in hard to reach rural areas, um, and then mobilize them for the 2020 US election. I've been one of three core contributors at a Dow-like super PAC that raises funds and donates money to pro-crypto candidates for US Congress. And I'm actually calling you from a, a Web3 community hub that I've stood up here in London where I do a lot of recreational community organizing. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Really excited for this conversation. Um, it's one I'm really passionate about. And if anyone would like to continue it with me offline, you can find me on Twitter at, at G underscore Clay underscore Miller. And I'll share that in the thread if anyone would like to reach out. So thanks for having me here, Daniela.
0: Amazing. One fun fact why G Clay is here it's because I went to these full day women in blockchain training about blockchain for newbies like me. And he was the only guy there and he stayed the full course just because he was curious about, and that's how I felt that he was really curious about our learning, about our concerns, about our journey. Um, Now I know he was not curious about learning from blockchain there that much, Um, but it's great, it's great to see that. And that's really support, that's really true interest. Um, Kevin, welcome.
6: Hi everyone, Uh, thank you for having me. I'm also very excited about this conversation today. Um, A little bit about about, uh, my background, I'm coming from the startup world as well. I had a social tech startup in the past from 2018 to 2020 where we basically tried to motivate or incentivize people to do something good for the environment, for solidarity or for their own health. And uh, that failed uh, as many startups fail or because of so circumstances and reasons. And uh, I got into crypto Before that, basically, I, before that, I was part of a decentralized identity startup where we all knew when uh, the ICO phase was and everyone was hyping up these launches, you know? And uh, yeah, that was also the time where I got basically into crypto. And uh, yeah, soon I discovered, from the technical side, because I'm a software engineer, basically, that's a missing piece, maybe, uh, that I need to focus on that. That's that's my my thing. I love that, uh, especially because I was passionate about traditional finance before. So that mapped perfectly for me. And yeah, i excited, excited for today and really happy to be here. And yeah, see where it goes. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And well, to begin this amazing conversation, what I want first is to learn. I want to understand from the awareness that we currently have here in our panelists and in our attendees. What do you guys think or feel or what do you have in top of mind that is the main pillars on closing the gap? And I'll place this question in the chat. So you guys and everyone in the attendees can throw their ideas. You can write their concepts. You can write their a circumstance. You can write there whatever you feel that is like this, hey, this is so important, I'm closing the gap. What do you feel this is so important? What's the main pillar here? I'm going to write a couple ideas
7: of my own. Okay,
0: so we have barriers to participation, attitudinal, technological, financial, social enablement policies, awareness, most biases are unconscious unconscious as per a UN study. My pillars are individual level, film industry level, policy level, not highlighting differences, but commonalities, beautiful. Happy to discuss, education, education on diversity, feel free to keep writing ideas and comments and questions as long as this conversation comes again. So I want to ask the guys inclusiveness, when you've heard about closing the gaps, what are usually the the what's that you hear on this conversation? What is in your eyes the issue on closing the gap?
7: I'm happy to jump I would in.
0: start Sorry. here with the guys, so the girls, women in the conversation can compliment and bring that that your understanding into more enlightenment from what they have been witnessed, okay?
5: Sure, would you like me to jump in, Danielle?. Unless Jamie- Thank you. Cool. So I just want to reiterate that I'm very much also here to continue learning. and in fact, you know in the lead up to this conversation, felt a bit uncomfortable coming and sharing what I thought were my own pillars or or ideas for closing the gender gap. So in in preparation, I tried to speak to as many of the awesome colleagues at my company and former uh, female coworkers that I've had and synthesize a lot of their feedback into buckets or or trends that I could identify. And, And what those came down to were the three that I shared in the chat, which I kind of classify as one, the individual level. So what can we as individuals do to help close the gap? And I think that really came down to allyship and being an ally in day-to-day interactions. Uh, The next bucket was at the firm and industry level, which means implementing guardrails at our respective organizations that protect women, and then also then applying that in industry groups to provide more opportunities and resources for women. And then finally, the policy level, and this may be just because of my own background, but I think that really to have long-lasting change, we need to be changing the structural inequalities that exist by electing leaders that support this vision and getting policies enacted that make it possible. And I'm happy to go into all three of those in more detail, but I will say that the one that was raised the most and, and most urgently across those always came back to the individual level allyship in day-to-day practices. So yeah, um, that's where I would start, but happy to hear what everyone else thought up.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Jamie, I saw your message. You can you can go after. Thank you.
2: Not a problem. Uh, Cool. So for me, when I'm looking at marginalisation generally, but obviously it applies to women in Web3 um, as much as it applies to to all kind of marginalisation is, first of all, what are the attitudinal barriers that relate to the specific attitudes, thought processes and prejudices that are held by people with those characteristics and without? And that's a, what I always find is a really interesting aspect is um, trying with my work within youth work and with the, the young women that we were working with is, first of all, it's the, the confidence to believe that you have a place within that sphere, that you can see yourself within that sector. Uh, so, for example, particularly with getting women to participate within the te- STEM sector, um, a lot of that was around trying to, understand what kind of people are happy in that sector, you know, what can we give women as representative, uh, who, who are represented within that sector, can we look at the language um, that we use when we're doing job applications, so we know from a social science perspective, that men respond much better to verbs, whereas women respond much better to adjectives, because we we have it helps you form your identity within that sector, so Can we start to help people with the attitudes, not just as as men looking at women within the sector, but as women looking as a woman who wants to move into that sector, which I think is a really important factor. Uh, The technological barriers that I think are really important is do people have access to the technology, Um, particularly once again, with working with some of the marginalized young people I worked with is if you're being asked to put together a CV, but all you have is a phone that has limited data on it. You're not going to be able to participate in the same way that someone else does. So, do we have access to that technology? The financial barriers are, you know, probably better summed up by other people. But, um, you know, it, is there access to the wealth? Is there access to investment to be able to to participate within that bit? The social barriers more around aspiration raising. Uh, so, this could be lack of awareness or education to be able to participate within in Web three. Uh, the enablement aspects is are we asking women to be able to participate are we taking the views are we t- are we making sure that everybody ha- that women have the opportunity to have a voice within that sector in the same way that we're being enabled within this conversation to be men giving a perspective on women and web 3 are we doing that in the reverse as well and similar to what um GK was saying was around um you know policy what can we do to ensure that it's not just a something that goes out with the bathwater when it comes to a new person comes in and they've got different attitudes. Have we got the right regulation policy and remove the institutional barriers that stop people participating?
0: Couldn't agree more. I'm actually placing some comments of my thoughts of what you guys say in the chat so more people can jump in the conversation while we keep listening to you because I think it's very special. Um, Shiran, welcome. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with all the points laid out by Jamie. And I also want to reference a study, uh, you know, that I came across. It's by the World Economic Forum. And they're talking about the global gender gap index, the global gender gap index. While it's getting better for women slowly, they said if if the rate is not accelerated, it will take 267 years for women to catch up with men in the ecosystem in terms of equal pay for equal work, in terms of equal opportunities, in terms of women being part of the decision-making process, not just participating, but leading it. So we don't have time, right? 267 years, give me a break. We need to uh, step on this. We need to uh, look at things differently, maybe stand on our head and have a different uh, worldview. And a lot of, I hear a lot of people say, Uh, one person cannot make a difference. I totally disagree. One person can make a huge difference and that could be any of us in this room. So I do uh, state with a lot of confidence that if each one of us can become some kind of uh, role models in our respective communities, then we can ignite that spark. And one more very quickly, you know, interesting point. And I don't know if you guys agree with um, this study or not. This was a study that was done in a university where they created a group of men and a group of women and gave them the same task to accomplish. Once they had done that, they were asked to rate themselves. And guess what the results were? The female members rated themselves on the average as good. And the guys, the male said, great. So I feel there is some kind of a gender gap in self-promotion, in self-assessment. And we need to get to the bottom of this because I know so many amazing women in the Web3 space who are, you know, leaders, so we need to i think emphasize the positives rather than say you know we are suffering because of lack of this access or that opportunity and if we uh, you know have the positives out there and all of us are sharing those then i think the mindsets will start changing and the confidence in women will start rebuilding that they are not only equal but actually accomplish more and There are enough studies on the internet where uh, you know uh, women leaders on boards are performing better 78 cents to a dollar compared to 31 cents where it's only male-dominated boards you know so uh, that's my take on 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 whatever we are discussing
0: wow take wow take and that's also why i chose the approach i chose that's also why positive psychology exists and i love it because the tip of the iceberg is a little bit like all that's already going on somehow well, that if we keep empowering that up, it starts bringing up also what's deep and hard to change. Uh, And I truly believe in that. And sometimes we don't encourage it because we don't see it or we don't place it with the strength that it needs to be contagious for all. And on those accomplishments, even if it's like, Big in a gender, or for some of us, and that's something very beautiful in women in Web three that I've seen. That all of us really are celebrating any smaller, big achievements of the others, and it feels amazing. It feels so valuable. And when some of us feel lost, it's like I go to that group, I read that, and I'm like, man, I can do this, you know. And and that's how creativity in solution, problem-based mindset is generated. I believe, um, Christine. Christina, I already Thank
4: moved, you. I think. sorry about that. Um, yes, wow, Sharad, you had pinpointed a, a lot of areas that um, I wanted to talk about. One is equal pay and then as well as self-promotion. So before I got into becoming an entrepreneur, my huge career has been always been based on an admin professional. An admin professional is an office manager, a receptionist, an administrative assistant, Executive assistant, uh, senior business partner, business partners, and so in this career of mine, I have been working with the C-suite executives, and that's CEOs, CTOs, chief business officers, and so on. And in this space for the twenty, the two decades I have worked in, is that I love the decision making. I love the action. In this space. I knew exactly what was going to come to run a business. I was talking and acting like an executive, but I was an admin. The title of an admin um, was there. And so my my funny thing is that um, in my early years, and and I'm not going to fault him, so don't fault him, my brother would tell me, you know, he would push me and, and he would say, so you're a secretary? And so that in itself um, can be humorous, but at the same time, education is key. Um, administrative professionals are not valued enough, and the equal pay is not there. How are we assisting these executives who are making multi hundreds of dollars as well as millionaires? But the pay grade for admin professionals are extremely low, extremely extremely low. So now my crusade and my passion, as well is coaching and mentoring um, admin professionals to become. So I'm basically an EA to an entrepreneur. No one knew. No one gave me a playbook. I just figured out the self-promotion part when I figured when I was trying to update my LinkedIn profile and I noticed, hey, I've known these people in the admin industry for 10 plus years. They didn't work like this. They didn't have this background in the first place. I used to work with a colleague that now self-promotes himself as uh, he's head of head of people. And um, beforehand, when I used to work with him, he had ma- multiple masters from Harvard. And I said, "Why are you working as an EA?" But you know, in all honesty, he was self-promoting, and this was a male person, and he just how is it that male, the natural ability and the behavior of having, um, cushioning your resume, cushioning your profile. And that is where the pay gap started. 20% and up where men were doing that. Women, we have our personality as we want integrity. We want, we don't give ourselves enough credit. That is just plain and simple. We don't give ourselves enough credit. And so when I became an entrepreneur, um, this is where I'm at. And I said, I gotta give myself credit. I'm going to translate everything I've been doing for an executive as an executive. That's what I've been doing and not just as an admin. So that is huge. I just shared on the chat and a website that Americans do is for equal payday. And we have that I believe twice a year so far. Great resource of how to implement that in your country great resource to how to implement that in the area that you're doing and if you're a founder and entrepreneur how do you do that you're you're working on projects right now and hiring developers designers how do you make sure that you're paying equal to amount so that's a a huge
0: plus amazing thank you for that and that's actually one of the things that you guys if you don't know yet The ones that are listening to this, that happens to human beings, to people, but to women especially. We've been taught a lot to be perfect before being courageous, and I think many people have heard that TED talk. But it's so important for us, really. And to when when we feel more than included, that we belong that you are not just saying like, hey, because you're a woman, come to the conversation, but like really asking for our opinion and really giving rapport around what we're saying, um, that makes a difference. I know sometimes it's easier said than done than just like, go ahead, take your place, uh, speak your voice. I've heard that advice and I'm trying that out, but I do also know that there are many women people out there that when you give them the spotlight, Without them asking for it, they appreciate it a hundred times and they've had very, very important things to say. And that's a small action that all men in the world can do in the workplace in daily basis. And that can spread beautifully. It's easy. It's just think in the morning, whom in my team or whom in my workspace that is a woman I have not heard this week talk and I may ask something for her or about her, what she needs or what she thinks that makes a difference. Um, Thank you so much for that, Christine. Um, I'm curious about Ayesh and Kevin. Kevin, I've seen your chat. um, know of you would like to double click in any of those notes?
6: Yeah, I think uh, the problem in my humble opinion is maybe rooted way deeper. I think uh, it's the same issue for each industry, basically. Uh, The same issue, just as why the majority of women basically might be hairdressers, for example, just like why the majority of men are programmers or software engineers. It's what are you actually being told as a child by society all the time in school? Uh, There are even some subjects, at least in my country, uh, where girls and boys are separated. Yeah, just like in primary school, the guys are, you know, uh, building some stuff with uh, wood, for example, and the, the girls are, how's, how's the English word? Are, yeah, you know, I think, you know what I mean, right? I'm missing the English term right now. But basically, that's, I think, the actual issue here because uh, because this basically society gap because uh, everyone perceives himself or herself as some sort of I need to do this or I am more uh, uh, probably better in this. Uh, It's harder to actually make that switch to a completely other direction. Just like Christina said, uh, when going into the entrepreneurial direction, it's also something what you're in by tendency being told that's something for men just in tendency yeah because you have to be you know uh box through all the noise and be hard and whatsoever and i think that's something which might be scary for me for many women and might make it harder as well so my as a humble opinion it's just uh how society actually puts the pressure on women and men on either direction. And that's why we have that gaps in many industries. And yeah, crypto is highly technical. It gets better with NFTs. That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, still a huge issue here.
0: Totally agree. And I'm, I'm part of that. I in my high school, they told me I'm, I'm bad at math. So they sent me in a low maths class instead of teaching me how, teaching me less. And, and that's why I grew very biased on, on thinking of my own business and getting into a tech world and getting into a finance world, because I was scared of not being able to learn. And thank you, Web3, and thank you, Blockchain, and thank you, MIT Space, because you've set that a little bit easier on, yes, you can, and you can still add value without knowing that much, the really hard side of it. And I really appreciate that. It all comes from what are we communicating? And this is also another point to action that we can do. We can always tell people they can learn what they want and what they need, even if it takes more time and effort because it might be harder for some than for others, but we can it's just people, it is not gender. And that's very, very important. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Aisha, what are your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah. So first of all, like some very important uh, points raised, but I really wanted to talk from the perspective of uh, not just the gender construct, but also like how the social behaviors are actually built and, you know, integrated within us. Uh, and obviously it goes way back, you know, it's not about Web3 today. We're at a space where everything, you know, especially LinkedIn platforms are just just busting with, uh, you know, tons of information about communities around Web3 and stuff but we have to understand like when we read stats, like uh, you know, that there are only 5% of the women who are actually in the tech space, uh, you know, keeping the leadership positions and maybe only the 2% of them are actually in the venture capitalist kind of the sector. So this kind of like statistics when we see, so so what's behind like Kevin said, you know, it's, um, it's it's it goes way back. It's about how, you know, I was reading this very interesting psychological research and you know, sometimes the way you, you tell the girls that, you know, just because you're in a society uh, where, you, where you don't have much jobs going around with the engineering you shouldn't be doing that because you know once you've attained that engineering or computer uh, software related degree then you have to be in a space where where it is male dominated so one there's a there's a, you know a restriction there and same goes for the guy if someone wants to do learn cooking if, if, if a guy is interested in fashion design you know in my culture i'm just speaking from my culture because uh, obviously i know that best so they are told not to do that just because the overarching concept and how the career division vision is being done it's it's just focusing on a certain sector and how that uh, in return builds your certain image that oh you know this is this is like seen down one and it goes on the either side because here we're not talking about why only women are not in the tech space but also why men are not in the other craft related spaces because i personally think that this is uh, an area which is always ignored you know there are guys that i personally know who love cooking they would love to have their masters and their you know bachelors in cooking and they want to be chefs but like how many men would actually become chefs you know and how many men if someone wants to learn embroidery you know that's something very technical to even like the textiles and textiles is like usually the craft of it i'm not talking about the fashion design leadership position i'm talking about the craft of it It is kind of associated with women and it's a gender construct and here we're not i know we are here to talk about the web three and it's more inclusive we are inclusive in terms of the racial diversity gender diversity yes that's the that's the other name for the web three right this is why we're having communities here but we have to kind of uh come to the point where we are inclusive from the both sides we have to you know go back in the past and see why this problem problem arises why these people on twitter spaces like these women are just like saying that the men are trash and you know why versa. So this shouldn't be happening. These conversations should not have begun because the idea is not like this versus this. It's like, uh, you know, you have to address that anyone can express the way they want. And I think uh, through my art, at least, you know, uh, my own um, art practice, I try to address this idea uh, as much as I want women to be empowered. uh, Because I think women in their uh, psychology, like if you see, like the psychology says that they they are not like too much adapted to the tech as much men kind of do that because they love science fiction. They are into cars. They are into mechanics, you know, that's just how they are. But it doesn't mean that women who are interested, they can't take that step up because I'm a fusion tech artist. And whenever I say that to people, they're like, how do you even do that? Where is your community? (laughs) And you know, how do you build those costumes? Who is helping you? So, so those are the questions which are thrown at me, but then I had to explain that no, I do that because I can do that and I've been learning this and I have a history to show that, right? So I think it's it's the way you construct that that entire dialogue. It's not about that this is done and this is the way to do. It's just that you have to kind of place yourself in a position and you just have to ask what you think is, is what you deserve because women generally don't do that. Whatever they deserve, they just shy away from it and women need to understand that they can. Uh, ask for what they uh, what they actually deserve because men do that. So it's not about this or that. I, that's what I think.
0: Totally agree with you, and I see tons of yes faces in 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 this panel, so I really, really like that. Um, I'm very happy about listening a lot about agreeableness. I think it's it's the word i I read from Kevin. and that's what I bring and want to bring here in the conversation as you were saying, is not a girls club or boys club, it's a people's first club. And I'll keep saying it because that's what will bring the change. It's how we join our knowledge, how we teach each other what we need to learn to do something we both care about. Um, a little bit like the Ben and Jerry story, like knowledge and like friendship was always first before business. So they learn together what they need to be successful. And that's how I believe in a very nice way that actually the world could work if we taught each other through that. All that we do nowadays, is because we've learned how to deal with things that way. So we can relearn that as well. And because of that, and because I like to be a voice of hope under difficult circumstances, um, I want to hear now a couple of ideas on what do you people feel that we can do together, people first mindset, to bring more men into the conversation so that. of people that we need them to listen a little more and help more actively actually listen. Um, I know it's hard, I know it's deep, but I'm looking here for smart ideas, specific ones that I can actually do them, that I can actually time them because I know that the long-term talk and the policies will take a lot. And I think that the little small steps, if we all do them together, it brings huge change like in a system. So so that's what I'm looking for here. What would you guys give us and girls as advice for that? Shiraz?
1: Yes, uh, I put my hand up because I want to share a true story uh, with our panelists and the audience. So some four months back, I get this uh, call from a young girl, about 20. And she says, uh, I want to build a community of 10,000 women and reduce... Uh, this gender gap. So I was all years, it was a 20 year old girl calling me. And I said, how many have you already got in your community? Very sheepishly, she said five. And I'm like, okay. So I didn't take her too seriously thinking it's too ambitious a project. Maybe she needs to you know, uh, come with better ideas, etc. But the next day she called me again and said, I need you on board to build this 10,000 strong community. The name of this girl is Laila Hurstel. The group community that she is creating is All Stars Women. And I'm very happy to report that in very quick time, this group is growing by leaps and bounds. They have created also a WhatsApp group, which I believe is on steroids, because if you're not on that group, in half an hour, you could have missed 30, 40 messages highly active, a lot of influential women there. They have a lot of ambitious plans uh, which are going to be rolled out soon. We've already hosted a few webinars, women only. We had nine panelists moderated by a woman. So I think the youngsters, the 20-year-olds are very ambitious. They know where they're going and our future is in good hands because we need leaders like that and uh, so i want to give a shout out to all stars women i know some of you are already part of that and uh, we are trying to grow that community and uh, spread the word so uh, yeah so my intention was uh, really to uh, give her a shout out through this forum and um, coming back to daniela your point on what you know we need to do to make some real difference i think each one of us has to pledge maybe today or in the coming days, what we can do in terms of leveraging our knowledge and our network. So on my part, I have this nice thing going called onlywebinars.com. So I'm opening up this platform to all, even in the audience. Pick a topic that you think is relevant, a conversation that we need to be having, and I will make it happen. I will set up this webinar. I will invite your panelists. We have a 16,000 strong community already in onlywebinars.com. So we have eyes and ears of good people. We are also, uh, we have another initiative which is called Meta Shapers. I encourage people to join that. That also has a lot of potential going forward. So whether you are in blockchain or AR, VR, IR, investor, anywhere in this domain, do join in because once we start the frequency of these conversations, right, more ideas will emerge and more actionable stuff will start happening. And then I believe we can truly make a difference. So that's my submission to all.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Put your knowledge and your tools to service in something, in an action, in a concrete action. Thank you so much for that.
7: Can I hop in? Awesome.
5: So I I agree, Daniela, that perhaps like the policy and institutional things are beyond the scope of this conversation. And I agree, Sherrod, that we should all be making commitments. And I'm eager to learn other suggestions. At Penrose, we have hiring commitments. We have paid commitments. We've got profit commitments that we invest back into women groups. But I am eager to hear other ideas that people have. But I wanna bring it back to the individual level and a suggestion and a commitment that I think is a great place to start is for all men to look at their local Web3 events calendar, pick a networking event in the crypto space to go to and make the commitment that you are not going there to network, you are not going there to improve your business or to have a beer or whatever you normally do at these events, you're going with the sole intention of supporting women in attendance of that group, because I think you will be surprised. And the feedback that I hear from women on my team is that even the most well-intentioned allies in public spaces let down their female colleagues. And I know I have been, unfortunately, an example of this in times before when you're going in with your own goal and your own mission in mind. But if you go to your next meetup and you commit only to speaking to women, amplifying their voices, defending them when people speak over them, and the whole other range of unfortunate things that happen at these meetups, I think it will be an eye-opening experience. So that's a, a very easy, actionable step I think we can all take.
0: Completely agree. I really appreciate that. That is the small steps that I feel if everybody do once in a while with that mission in mind creates a scalable change. I do believe in that. And it's as easy as seeing that women out there and approaching to her. hey, would you like a chat? What, what are you about? How may I help? What do you need? Because it's hard to say like, hey, I need this. Ask the question. That is way more welcoming. What do you need? Um, Christine. Now.
7: Um,
4: great, great points, um, Clay. It's, it's extremely being the advocate and the voice and, and that what creates allyship. Um, between genders. Um, I do wanna point out the actionable part is that we cannot no longer wait. Web3 has accelerated exponentially and every day feels like, one day feels like 10 days and a hundred days feels like a whole year. So we know that the acceleration portion of creating in Web3 is already uh, at exponential, exponential speed. So the immediate action is to do it at your next meeting. That's your immediate action to identify exactly how sexism is holding your career back. That's one, right? And then uh, for for example, um, I've been in meetings where, and I've witnessed meetings, I've been in meetings and I've also witnessed meetings where there are men and women. And yes, uh, to your point, Clay, that someone can be, whether it's a man or a woman, can be very passionate into the solution, right? Providing a solution, but actually, one of the women were shyer, timid, or just soft, softer spoken. She didn't know how to project in a more firm, but does that mean that she's aggressive? Does that mean that um, she's intimidated? No, it's just that's not her personality. So allowing the women to speak or actually everyone to speak in a meeting is a very appropriate. That's actionable and that's immediate. Um, one another point that I was actually taught by my daughter. She's a DNI specialist in America. We focus on diversity, equity, inclusion. And the word is intersectionality. And not only do we want to identify the gender gap, we need factors to identify <clears throat> the disadvantages and advantages of gender, caste, sex, race, ethnicity, class, sexuality, religion, disability, weight, and so forth, right? So not only do we want to be allyships for across the board for gender, but there are all these little, uh, big now actually, affinity groups and these groups that have disadvantages, the underrepresented, right? And so that is um, still part of my mission. And please do identify that, share that. And I know that Web3 is allowing every part of the culture be open, every part of your um, identity be spoken and uh, be aware, so that is that. Now I'll I'll provide the the definition of intersectionality in, in the chat.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate your call. I'm so happy you got inspired by your daughter. That's beautiful as well. Jamie, what are your ideas?
7: Is, is, it, is it me? I'm not listening. Okay. Try again. No worries. Can
2: you hear me now?
0: Yeah, yeah. great, thank you.
2: Okay. Um, so the first thing I'd say is just around the understanding that we create inaccessibility and inequity when we don't anticipate the full range of lived experiences that people have. So first of all, I think there's a lot on a personal level that we can do to be able to connect with the audiences that we might be working with. So from my point of view, I do a lot of um, youth mentoring, particularly with young women who are looking to go into the tech sector. and as much as giving advice and support is all great I always find that the most impactful thing is to open up your network I'll go look through my LinkedIn look through all the connections if you want me to make an introduction I'll make an introduction you can have that conversation because then that gives you that whole range of different perspectives uh, for people being able to go in so opening up your network will definitely just be one of those aspects I also think and it it ties back to Aisha's point earlier on uh, in the conversation is understanding that we are not just repressing women that we are repressing femininity um, when people display feminine traits within the workplace, particularly within the tech sector and financial sectors, that can already impede people's progression, and it really shouldn't, because when we look at things like McKinsey's um, Women in the Workplace 2021 report, um, people with women as uh, line managers said that they were much better supported, had much uh, kinder conversations throughout the pandemic, and were able to benefit from those discussions a lot more. So we need to make sure that we aren't repressing traits that are associated with with being women, particularly when they're demonstrated by men or women. And it kind of ties back to what Daniela was saying around making sure that this isn't just a women's issue, it's a people issue. Therefore, we can't be reduced to just addressing it, um, that women are facing it, until we teach and educate and involve everyone in the conversation, the actions of movements towards equality will, will take longer to be able to get there.
0: Amazing, amazing. Thank you very much. And I I would just say, be aware of language there in in that communication piece, because language is really powerful. Language can block, uh, like self-esteem, language can block creativity, language can block so many components of a human being that do not let language be a thing. Don't make, don't, let funny be funny when it's in this the expense of someone else for example um not 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 there's no joke that is worth someone else's self-esteem so let's really be aware of language how are we actually talking to make everyone belonging remember that word um kevin what are your
6: um yeah one thing i would bring in here is uh I have, a, I have a small daughter as well. And one thing I discovered is you should be really careful in my humble opinion to protect them too much. You know, I think that's common sense. I don't I put them in that uh, fluffy, you know, uh, anything. And they don't know how to defend themselves. But I think we also have here a tendency that we protect our daughters more than our boys yeah? and when my little daughter comes to me and says uh, please help me i want to be part of this or anything i tell her strictly no but that's how you are gonna do this you know i try to encourage her so that she is able to raise the voice herself that she's able to stand up in front of boys or other girls as well and I think that's the way we also need to approach when it comes to uh, adults, you know, um, giving them uh, some little extras or giving them a separate, uh, that's your stage or and separate webinar or anything. I think that's the completely, sorry for that, wrong approach. Maybe in the short term, it might be good because in because it encourages uh, women and gives them some some voice, at least. But in the long term, it makes it much, much, much worse, because you increase the difference, you uh, tell them, basically, they need help, you basically can't stand up for yourself. And that's uh, just not how it is, you know, you are not there all the time, no matter if you are the boss, if you are the government or whatsoever, there are always people who are trying to put you down. Uh, It's for everyone. It's also for boys like this. In under certain circumstances, you have to be able to stand up for yourselves. And I think that's where we need to go. We need to encourage them that they are empowered to actually do this. That's the way we should go, I think.
0: Thank you so much and 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 that type of education will actually, I think, change the research in many years of how women are because because research research is pretty much like that. We're fearful of taking risk um, for many reasons. And I think when you encourage them and show them how to deal with risk, the why behind something, the like the learning curve around taking small choices, that feels weird. Um, I, I really believe that that will change that non-risky side of us to a more wanting to set our us for ourselves first. And I think that's very powerful. Thank you. Aisha, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, so uh, just to add to what uh, Kevin said and Daniela, you uh, raised the point about the language and how we communicate. So, um, you know, since we're transitioning now in Web3, I just wanted to touch upon um, the visuals that we give off and, you know, just the importance of visual language as well, because, because see words hold so much power and, but, but but one can kind of, you know, uh, talk about the idea that it's always the visual that we have first and that narrates how we think because visuals exist before the words and that that is a universal language. Like a visual can speak to everyone. And why I'm bringing this up is that I just wanted to like quickly touch upon the fact that you know how men are portrayed is, is always like a superhero. It's always like they are they are the ones driving the narrative. They are the ones who are um, you know the the main like heroes. And women are always shown as as the more feminine characters, which I think is the way it kind of builds the, uh, the mindset as well. Like women are told to kind of take on those roles, right? And, and I feel like we are all like here uh, working in some way in Web3, uh, startup cultures. We are like a part of different organizations. So something to think about is whenever we are branding our own uh, organizations, our companies, and the way we're communicating because we all have some content creators, the Web3 is all the content creators and monetization and the ownership that, I myself, because I'm an artist, and anyone who is doing any sort of content, uh, they are now empowered, right? So something to think about is while we're producing those visuals, how can we change that narrative? And and I, I know that it's not an easier thing to do because we we have these universal like overarching narratives, but it's it's like you know we like sherard said earlier that we can all take like those tiny steps, and and like well, how I think we can do that, and how I'm personally doing that is by bringing women to that like uh, providing that personification through my visuals to women that they can look sci-fi they can be incorporated with tech they are the super women they are the superheroes and they're like taking those roles right, right alongside men so it's like very inclusive and my, this is my way of doing that right so so since we're discussing now solutions and how in our own ways we can project that right so i felt that visual language is so important either it be a short film either it can be a documentary a digital art because we see that everywhere we see digital fashion now it's like the main part of the metaverse so all of these things we can incorporate uh this idea that women uh, can be you know they can they can be tech oriented they can they can look sci-fi as well I mean I always love uh, science fiction in the dresses in in the way you appear and stuff like that so so that's just uh, something that I wanted to quickly share.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for for those amazing insights, Christina. What, what would you like to add there? Uh,
4: just so so many thoughts. Um, Great. Uh, Aisha, as a creator, so I have to think not as a business owner and as a business perspective, I got to understand these creators that I'm supporting and these women founders. And so it's different. It's like you're setting the bar. You're setting the bar of what you're worth. And that is extremely important. And you're giving your enough credit and self-confidence. And that shows an exponential amount of growth um, in Web3 and, and how women are growing. And so to have um, the alliance from the men and supporting them and, and she, whether it's social media, if you have a large following, it can just happen with a tweet or it can happen on a LinkedIn post. You know, you, you've already been followed by a plethora of trusted followers um, because of your niche and because of your expertise. Um, one simple of that is that we women honor and are always grateful for a share. And that is just basically the voice. It's a simple share. You don't even have to speak. And that is what we're using tools in web two for. And so I'm waiting for someone to show me a LinkedIn on web three. So, because there's a lot of features I need to fix, <laughs> but um, anyone out there who wants to do that, let's plan it. Um, but but like, like I said, um, a women founder like you um, as a creator, It is extremely important. And so thank you for that. And thank you for your contribution and love your artwork. It's amazing. So Mm -hmm. um, I'll volunteer myself if you ever want an avatar. Yeah, I
3: feel (laughs) that.
7: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, that's great. Imagine, I was just thinking, one of the things sometimes I think for my own, in, in, in this type of solution based is one of the things that I admire the most that women do is that they actually pay attention to, to how many. So how many women am I supporting? How many of the VC funding things um, I'm involved with are women led? Um, from my team, how, many, how, many, how much efforts I'm doing to bring more women to learn tech so they can upgrade themselves in whatever they wanna learn? they ask those, themselves those questions because yes, they're women, so they want to help. So what I'm wondering is, those would be the type of questions I would encourage more men in asking themselves because sometimes, because not, of not taking that time, you might not be being aware on how you're actually dealing. So if all-stars women is so strong and I really, really admire them, it's because they really want to support others flourish. They're really wanting to share that in a very mindful way for women. Imagine if there would be a someone there, men that is VT funder that is being more aware of, hey, how many percentages of the startups that I'm helping with are women-led? Just asking those questions to actually promote action towards that. I think that could be something powerful. Um, And I I believe Shurad has a surprise for us and I want him to to go ahead and pop it out.
1: Uh, Okay, thanks, Daniela. I'm actually going to invite one of the guests from the audience to join us uh, on the panel with his camera. His name is Antonio Meza and uh, Antonio is a graphic illustrator And Aisha has been talking about how images can create an impact, right? So here is an impact entrepreneur. Uh, He joined us when we started this conversation and from scratch, he has created something for us, which uh, will serve as a souvenir. And I will allow Antonio now to share his screen and maybe first Antonio, you introduce yourself to our panel and to our audience. And then I hope you can share the screen and show us what you've been up to.
7: Welcome, I'm so happy about this. I wish I had like the hearts in Twitter and stuff like, yay! I'm not sure
0: if, if you might be on mute.
7: Hello, I have microphone. Antonio, uh, oh, okay. you,
1: you, you can just introduce yourself uh, till then.
2: Mm,
0: some mystery. OK,
7: uh, he'll share. his We have some microphone
2: problems. It says in the chat. Oh,
1: he's, OK. Yeah. All right,
0: there you go. Wow, so cool. Oh, my. If you want, you can write down a bit of what 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 would you like so to say you know
4: right now it, it looks like it looks like antonio was illustrating as we were speaking
0: yeah exactly yes. wow. <laughs> that's so that's cool a live, a live
4: illustration that is extremely wonderful thank you so much yeah. antonio what an honor and, oh antonio, there i am i know wow, i Okay, man. i'm the one with the glasses on top
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> now Seriously. I want my hats on
4: <laughs> Oh my gosh what an amazing wow, illustration
0: thank you so, so much beautiful. for yeah, Thank that's you so amazing. much
4: for illustrating that and and um, so uh, a, wow.
1: copy, a copy of this illustration will be available tomorrow on onlywebinars.com and we'll also send a link to our audience. This is your souvenir and I want to thank uh, Antonio for creating this in such quick time, I mean he's been wow. at I guess, for last thirty minutes. Yeah. And as we were speaking, he was illustrating. So mm. this is uh, the best of Web three. This uh. is
0: so special. Like I was literally copy paying notes in Word. That's how much <laughs> how much I can do for note taking. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You. It it really yeah. lighted up. My vibes. Thank you so much you. for that. Um, I think, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce this name, but Senia Stark would like to jump in for a while as well from the attendees. I would like to welcome that.
7: OK,
1: so um,
0: So I yeah. will go to
7: her she, 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 more yeah. and promote
0: her to panelist, right? Yeah,
1: I've done Hi. that. So.
0: Yeah, there she is. Is Hi. How may I pronounce your name well? You almost did
8: it correctly. Xenia with K.
0: Xenia. Okay. Okay. Thank you.
8: Hello from sunny Amsterdam. I didn't know it would be sunny, but when we started the conversation about gender gap, you see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the real, it's like a real enlightenment. Well, first of all, like I'm just wanted to jump for a second because I know quite a few people who are together talking today about this really important topic. And uh, me myself, I'm based in Amsterdam. I'm a Web three and marketing expert, running my own Web three startups. I've been facing a lot of challenges as well. You know, being a woman, kind of being on a bachelorette party instead of crypto conference. You know, that's quite a comparison that I can make. But I think that the key here is literally the education on diversity. And uh, I mean, I think I did share some statistics also in a chat, you know, saying that actually diverse teams, and I'm not only talking about women, right? We are also in the pride month, guys. (laughs) LGBTQ plus, they also need some attention in the industry in general. And the more diverse people we have, the better teams perform. So around 70% better performance in terms of Uh, operation, efficiency, and uh, that's what we need to push forward, I think. So, of course, we still challenge ourselves on the fact that, you know, there there are some companies, I know, in Germany, when they started looking into diversity and say, oh, everyone is doing it, then we just need to hire women. No, we don't want to be hired for being women. We want to be hired for being professionals. And I think sharing, spreading knowledge, and uh, thank you, Christina, for sharing the term. I honestly didn't know about intersectionality. That's something that really needs to be brought up on the next level. So thank you guys for sharing all these thoughts. Um, I think together we can make an impact for sure. Completely agree with you. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh,
0: completely. Thank you so much for that. And that intersectionality is, is one yeah. of my word notes. Um, yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And part of, of the strongest why that I have here also on bringing more men in the conversations because I want that future panels in whatever metaverse, NFT, blah, 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 event that they create is not yeah. about women in Web3 panel, but like, equal knowledge value transfer between men and women in all conversations and i think that will create change It's not just power like pointing fingers because we're women it's just gender we were born with gender it's normal um but really powering up the women and the men with knowledge and value through purposeful and meaningful conversations and here is something very special i want to highlight out of a personal experience and is in all of those spaces, even virtual or physical, respect the time purpose and the time purpose and meaning of what you're doing. Because sometimes like I've had in in, in the couple events I've, I've been, I've had 10 minute conversations sometimes with men because I'm trying to talk about something that I care about on my wannabe business in the future. And, and it, like and I don't receive the report about that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll I'll try again somewhere else, um, just to not engage with something that i like a difficult dynamic that it's also u- useless, you know. So respect that, respect the time and the purpose and the person that you're reaching out to in whichever level that you are doing so, because that creates difference on how seriously taken we feel, um and that is very important to to highlight as well. So we've been here for over an hour and I really appreciate everyone's time. I know this talk always can roll up for so long. Um, And I encourage for the guides here that listen to this conversation, you can reach out to me if you wanna be part of some of of Closing the Gender Gap conversation and ideas on on some of these amazing and like open-minded issues that we highlighted here and that Antonio brightly scribbled about um, because I think all of them could need a very more deep double click. And I would like these conversations to keep going with men and women at the same time. Um, So yeah, I I know it it was broad. This was what I expected to have, that it was empathic, welcoming, non point fingery to any gender just talking about people first and how to help each other and how to combine each other better to grow together because i believe that when this goes over and we can start bringing our forces for way deeper things going on in real life to create change i think that will be such a more empathic and wonderful world so yeah Thank you so much for your time here. If anybody else in the attendees or the panelists want to say a couple of words for closure, welcome.
2: Just a huge thank you, Daniela, for putting this all together and, and Cheryl as well for getting us all in the same room uh, and hopefully yeah, sparking those further conversations, but thank you so much. Yeah,
1: thank you, Daniela. Uh, you made this happen. I was looking for a facilitator for a long time I
7: may just
4: have uh, found one. <laughs> great. Definitely a, pleasure. From- <laughs> definitely a pleasure, Daniela, and everybody else here. And it was great to converse. And I still have not um, had one on one with every person on this panel, but I would love to. Um, but thank you, Sherrod, for opening OLI webinars and, and to bring on a, a broader spectrum. Um, I'm honestly, when I agreed to this, Daniela, I had no idea the amount. <laughs> Of press and <laughs> magnitude, we were just on Twitter Space for a dozen people, and then oh, like sixteen thousand, Sharad. Okay, you're not getting me nervous. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it.
3: Yeah. No, thank you so much. And I think uh, the first of all, these kind of conversations needs to take place. Uh, you know, someone has to take these initiatives, right? And I'm so glad you did, Danielle. And thank you so much, Sharad. I mean, I'm looking forward to more of such, um, you know, like focused. Uh, you know conversations, especially in terms of Web3, and also gen- general, uh, generally because like a topic like this is relevant to anyone who is listening. So that's what I love. Like people who are transitioning in Web3, we need to think about them as well, and that's what I love about these conversations. People coming from different backgrounds and making and keeping it general. It's not just about like diving deep into it yes later on we can do that but like daniela said in the start you know we have to keep it in a way that everyone else feels welcome so 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 this is something that i love and thank you so much yeah i loved it
8: no really thank you daniela and thank you Sharat, for actually connecting me with daniela and being part of the web3 women community i think really This is the cheers to new beginnings. Uh, Together, we can make an impact. And when you are all in Amsterdam, please do let me know. I will be happy to drive you here as well.
0: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I always do like this because here's my heart. So it's like, yeah, I really appreciate it. Big hugs to everyone, to all that are listening. Thank you for your, your assistance, for being here, for challenging this conversation. I deeply appreciate it. And please share it with whomever people, men, women, whatever you find really wants to hear this, needs to hear this and could come with ideas on how to close the gender gap. Thank you
4: so much. Thank you all, thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you
7: bye. bye. Thank you guys, bye. 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 bye.